and welcome to the Raw Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamflot and Michael Sidgwick here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of Man in Now. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review Raw and the go-home show ahead of Money in the Bank. Uh, it's all right. It was a, a decent in-ring show without being a particularly great one. Uh, it was a go-home show. I will give... Triple H off into whoever the hell we're giving credit for at this point. <laughs> it was a go-home show. Like, I've been very impressed with the card they've assembled for Money in the Bank. Mm. Um, it feels like, it just already feels like this current run of WWE is going to have another great pay-per-view. You just you get that feeling around these events now, and you have to earn that. So I'll say that, like, while the atmosphere feels good in the run-up to Money in the Bank, you, that, you can't fake that. Like, you have to do that over a series of pay-per-views, and the TV has to support it. But it's not very... Dynamic. <laughs> well, considering like the, the quality of some of the matches, some of the things I'm going to praise on this, the episodes themselves are not exactly flying along, and it, like it doesn't have that like it doesn't have the energy that you actually see on these premium live mm. events, and that's a uh, well, the heat. What's what's the answer? <laughs> like, what's the answer? Like we we mention it every week. Like we're just every frigging podcast now, aren't we? Crowds are really quiet. This is really weird. The match was half decent. Like every raw. Triple H produces criminally boring television. <laughs> <laughs> what else am I meant to say? What else can I tell you? His, uh, it's either talk, 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 DQ, DQ, back and forth, back and forth, action, brawl, sneak attack. He cannot produce compelling television to save <laughs> his life. He is so... Boring as a booker. Always has been. Mm. Always has been. You needed that nice, feel-good simplicity in NXT's pomp in contrast mm. to this chaotic, fitful, oppressive WWE main roster. This man has spent his entire promotional career benefiting from curves. Oh, it's not the main roster. So that's good. And it's nice. And the action's great. Name, is anyone ever in the history of this company, what culture, or, you know, on these engagement circles on Twitter, ever <laughs> done top 10 NXT promos? No. <laughs> <laughs> 10 good NXT promos I can remember. <laughs> yeah. I think they're all, like, they ring the freaking bell. That's literally the only one. Yeah. It produces synthetic, tedious television and has benefited from a curve. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you. It's allergic to bad booking. Yeah. His entire life. As a huge fan of synthetic, tedious booking, I'll also <laughs> say that one of the like sort of success stories of his tedious NXT booking was that the wrestling, more than the wins and losses and the promos, the wrestling was the baked in meritocracy. So takeovers especially, your performance on a takeover yeah. was so good that then you became more of a featured TV star and then you would work yourself into... driven by the crowd response. Yeah, like the matches became the meritocracy even when he wasn't really booking them. He tries to apply that to Raw and SmackDown, but then Raw and SmackDown have become themselves a formula that cannot be broken. And Triple H came, as you know, Cedric's always pointed out, we came in under Vince Man's learning tree. So those formats are going nowhere. Yeah. 
So you could have these wrestlers, and we get this in a big way in a feud that none of us have given a toss about on this show. Mm -hmm. A match that, like, in another company, we're like, you know what, this is quite a standout effort. They're going to move forward, and they might well move forward for a couple of weeks, but they're going to be trapped in dreadful promo segments, game shows, whatever, and then it's back to the bottom again. So the good work on the main roster does mm -hmm. not push people forward in the way. They, like, I'll just mention his name now. But Ricochet, the only way it was happening with Ricochet was because him and Braun were such a breath of fresh air mm. that, like, that was feeling like, they're going to eventually win the tag belts. They're going to work their way up, and now he's gotten injured. And it's like, well, Ricochet's gone back to having the good Ricochet matches. But we're three weeks away from this cringe-inducing promo and, like, a game show segment with Bronson Reed because that's how Raw works. Mm. And that good match meritocracy cannot fit into the main roster format. Yeah, I was in a, I was in a and good... And they don't care about good wrestling either. Well, yeah. well yeah, fans certainly don't. The, the, no. Like, the punters... Like, don't care about it. No wonder Regal wanted them all to dress up like Blackpool showgirls, because, like, that's what they'd get a pop on Raw. We get up, we get in that match on Saturday and climb that ladder, pull down that briefcase, open it up. Oh, pissing it. <laughs> <laughs> I were expecting the belt, but that's, that's how you get them, you see. It's a paint switch. Classic, classic comedy. There's a trophy, we're in Saudi Arabia. Undertaker wins it. You look at it, wait a second. It's a piss trophy. <laughs> Gobble that up for a pop. Piss, piss in the bank, yes, please. Paid for my house <laughs> ten times over. <laughs> yeah, I was in a good mood after this show, but I think that's just because I'm excited about money in the bank, basically. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, a kind of an effective go home show. There is yeah. absolutely created a vibe around these events. That's like he's it warrants praise, in my opinion, for that. Um, and I like the judgment day, so yeah, they're the biggest deal on Raw. That's really cool. It's coming to an end, too. Like, they mm -hmm. feel like a, a big deal, and it's like there's going to be some cool angle advancement there. But the shows themselves are a weird, weird experience. Mm. Not a good one, necessarily. They're so dull. Well, the show opened. We'll have fun with it, probably. Yeah. The show opened with uh, Dominic. Maybe the bits won't hit. You can't really guarantee that. Yeah. <laughs> Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley opened the show. Uh, they're, well, I suppose half of a group, because, of course, they're in the f***ing judgment day. Yeah. Can't like there's so much other side in your life, isn't there? If you notice this in your personal yes. life, other oh side comes up five times a weekend minimum, and every single time. <laughs> got both kids doing it. Got my wife absolutely despising it. It's <laughs> that's where we're at now. Uh, deafening booze as always, maybe slightly sweetened mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to Dominic Mysterio trying to talk. Um, it's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Ripley calls. Uh, Ripley finally gets a word in. Uh, calls uh, Cody Rhodes a wannabe and a loser whose momentum has been slowing down as of late. Uh, and she says Dom's going to end his momentum completely at Money in the Bank. Of course, Cody Rhodes comes out and interrupts uh, and does what Dom was trying to do, welcomes us to Monday Night Raw in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, and Dom, Dom was, that's what I was going to say, was, was quite good in there. Um, Kate, uh, Rhea set, tells Cody Dom is a very dangerous man. This is while he's hiding outside of the ring <laughs> as soon as Cody's made an appearance. Um, Dom tries to talk. The crowd, definitely in the arena, not through the speakers, um, drown him out. So Rhea says for him that Dom's going to show Cody at Money in the Bank how dangerous he is. Uh, Cody says he's smart, and I'm sure you've heard Dom. Go ahead, be who you are, say how you feel, because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. He's quoting Cat in the Hat, um, because it's a children's book, and Dom's a scared little boy. Uh, and Dom and Rhea storm off. Cody says, come on. Dom, free shot. Let's do it. Let's have a better fight then. And Dom comes back, hops up on the apron and goes, nah, bails. Um, and Cody says, all right, you know, come Saturday, 
Uh, Dom, you're stepping into an entirely different body of water. Uh, I want to find out if you're half the man that your dad is or if you're just Mammy's little boy. Continue to call him Cheat Cody because there's nothing he can't do. Not that this needs loads of elevation, but it's good yeah. like it's good stuff. But he elevates anyway because that sort of cutting the hat in the wrong hands is a nightmare. And uh, I heard Cena say stuff like that for years. Yeah. And it was balls. Like, just awful. It was balls. It was balls. <laughs> it was balls. It, it didn't, like, feel like balls with yeah. Cody. The story remains great. Uh, it didn't occur to me until this week because I've been so excited about the prospect of, say, Brandy coming and trying to neutralize Ray Ripley. And just, that's a funny sentence. But, like, <laughs> where WWE have been really smart here is you, they will never book Cody Rhodes versus Ray Ripley as a match but they've done a pretty great job of booking it as a story while giving you the Dominic payoff as the match as well. They've done both. I, I've, I'm thoroughly entertained by the last two or three weeks of Cody and Rhea Ripley having back and forth in a match that can never be, but Dominic being the perfect substitute for that because that in itself is its own weird, unique thing where Cody just can't get a blow on him. Even now, like Cody Rhodes has remained the smartest guy in a room. He's too stupid to hit Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> that, like this, these things impress me. Yeah. And considering that this is the diversion from Cody's diversion, which is a diversion from Roman Reigns, yeah. all the more impressive. I, I love this, <laughs> and I cannot wait for, for Saturday. Think of all like the legendary feuds across wrestling where it's like, I know it doesn't necessarily work because Dom's cheap shot at him, but it's like, you know, all the all the promoters, when they always say, oh, the best thing is when two wrestlers just don't touch. You've got to pay to see him touch. And this time you're paying to see Cody Rhodes whip Dominic Mysterio's ass. Yeah, I love it. It's, uh, look, it's... All right. <laughs> beneath him, but in a funny way. Yeah. Uh, he knows. He knows something about his well. face that he knows that yeah, he's, he's delivered. like, I've got to beat you on Saturday to prove who I am. He's like, he's Dominic Mysterio, mate. Yeah. yeah. No, they've judged the tone of this. They're not patronizing me. No. Um, it's a mildly amusing diversion before Cody goes on to bigger, more serious business. His comic timing here was good. Yeah. I've got no else to say. <laughs> you know, um, after, I can't remember where it was on this show. It just really stuck out to me. You know, WWE's weird uh, language, obviously. There was a, a, I really hate when people mix metaphors. I don't know why. It's just a, you know, like, oh, we're, we're uh, uh, cooking on all cylinders now. That's not the way you say it. <laughs> Corey Graves at one point in this show. Right. See if you can help me with this. There is a, a phrase, smiling like a Cheshire cat. And as fit as a fiddle. Butcher's dog. Either, Yeah, either. I was going for butcher's dog, but that works as well. And I'll swear at one point in the show, Corey Graves said, there he is, smiling like a butcher's dog. And I was like, what is <laughs> going on here? You know, I get free meat. Yeah. <laughs> love, love that. They, right? they love meat. Sometimes they eat piss. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs will eat out. Though. Yeah. Disgusting little creature. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we got... Ricochet versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, sorry. I, was there. <laughs> I have to be honest. I watched this with my hand hovering over the skip forward button. Like the moment when they, you know, when they like clip Bronson Reed, both of them like took yeah, yeah. taking a cheap shot. I was like, here it comes. And I could save myself five minutes in, in the early hours of Tuesday morning, but that didn't happen. No. Uh, instead, uh, Bronson Reed got, uh, despite the fact he was just sat there in a nice suit, minding his own business technically. Uh, he got uh, kicked out of uh, ringside, and uh, unlike AEW, you know, they respect that in WWE. So he goes to the back. 
I agree. Yeah, we're going to we're going to talk about that later. By the way, yeah, if you want to know our thoughts and more specifically Michael Sidgwick's thoughts on Forbidden Door, we will be doing a review of that later on today. Um, we come back from a break. Ricochet's on offense. Nakamura gets his knees up on a moonsault. Ricochet dodges the Kinshasa, hits a recoil, ducks a few kicks, roundhouse kick, standing sliced bread, shooting star press. One, two, three. Good stuff. I'm becoming convinced that Nakamura is. Not, not bollocked into it, because he doesn't strike me as a guy that would respond well to a bollocking, but there's something in his contract where, like, about every six months, you've got to fool people into thinking you're next to Roman Reigns. You've got to wrestle like you can mean it, bro, yeah. because he's got these in him, and it's so it's such a pleasant surprise when you see it's Ricochet. Of course, like, Ricochet can give you those nights, but, like, Nakamura absolutely held his end up here. I think it was so... This being as exciting as it was, was so based on... Nakamura is still looking like his kicks hurt and still looking like he mm. flies at you with any intensity because that's the worst thing about surfer era Nakamura. It's like now it looked like so flat. Yeah, like now it looked like hurt. The literal epitome of going through the motions and you because can't, that's all he's doing. Yeah, you can't do that when his like kicks used to feel like they were coming like as if they were like as sharp as a knife. It's like, oh God, like even when he was just doing like the face wash one and he's taking the piss out of you, it's like, I bet that's still knack. Mm. Nothing about it looks like it knacks anymore. And then it just does. Ricochet was tremendous. He's clearly he's like ri- forgotten who he is. Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> <laughs> Ricochet is trying to do that thing. He's done what we've all done, which is read all the horror stories about when, like, WWE have changed their mind and Gorilla about who's going to win money in the bank. And he's like, maybe they'll change their mind and go with me. Mm. Like, he's, it's happened enough times. Cody's happened twice. Like, the Damien Sandow year was definitely, like, Cody's until the day of, and there was at least one more where it was his. So Ricochet feels to me like he's treating all of this as a shoot. He's like... There's Logan Paul out there. There's LA Knight out there. Can I just get this somehow? I don't think he can, but mm. I, I, that's what I feel like I'm seeing with him lately. Dynamic. Yeah. Nice little match. The intent, some cool moves. The intent was the thing for me. Yeah. It's like, there's a handful of points out, like Nakamura hardly executed moves when he actually hit them as if he cared about connecting. <laughs> In this match, it was the opposite. The opposite of Shinsuke Nakamura in WWE, therefore quite good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Matt Riddle's backstage with Byron Saxton. Um, He's bloody sick and tired of Gunther hiding behind his mates. Uh, But Ludwig Kaiser shows up and says, you deserve what you got last week, Riddle. Um, What did he get? A victory over Ludwig Kaiser, I'm very certain. Yeah, he got a victory. But he got attacked by Gunther post They've been jacking him. Um, Kaiser says, that's never going to happen again. Uh, Riddle says, newsflash, and then attacks him again. But Gunther uh, nails him in the back of the head, accepts his challenge. Oh, yeah, he challenged him to fight for the IC title. Um, and Kaiser target, tar- and Gunther target the ankle, of course, that was previously injured last week. That's a brilliant match. That's an absolutely brilliant match. What is? Gunther and Matt Riddle. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Absolutely fantastic for Money in the Bank. Uh, speaking of brilliant matches, yeah. Dom confronts Postman Pierce in the back. Uh He's annoyed about being embarrassed by Cody Rhodes. He's going to show him what's coming for him at Money in the Bank. And uh, he says, I've got the perfect opponent. But uh, it's funny because I immediately thought, I bet it's someone like Akira Tozawa. But we'll have to find out who that's going to be later on. Uh, And then we get one of those great video packages all about Money in the Bank getting me very excited. Uh, The most notable part was three people have cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase twice. The Miz, Edge. That's it. Moving on. <laughs> you see the one in there where it was like, there's been uh, 400 ladders have been used by wrestlers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, A, that's a hard day's graph for yeah, a yeah. poor member of staff in WWE. Like, watch them all, count every ladder. Yeah. Is that even a good stat? <laughs> like, the, whoa, that's, there's been like 50 matches or something. 400 ladders. Shouldn't there just be one? Like, in the context of KFAP, shouldn't there be one ladder? 
I always like it when they as well when they do the you know the women's ones great a hundred percent of of money in the bank cash-ins have, have been successful and then they're like an astonishing seventy eight percent of the men I was like so one in five don't don't this means <laughs> it's like you've made this rod for your own back you could have just done it right and they're like cashed in for world heavyweight titles or you know world titles or whatever I was like except last year. Yeah, where he just went, I'll fight for the US title that's being defended in an open challenge every single week, but we won't mention that. No, no. WWE changes their own history. Surely not. Uh, right, we get a clip from SmackDown, where there was, of course, the uh, unification match for all the women's tag titles. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler were not connected uh, by Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Um, and Thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> Remember what that time? What was the plan here? Was this yeah, the plan I, I don't know. They've got magic powers. I know, like, Shayna and Ronda are really hard, but, like, they they had magic powers in NXT. Touched the referee, didn't she? Yeah. Some goo came out of his mouth. Gone off corrupting people, have you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ronda Rousey was in action then against Raquel Rodriguez, because after that on SmackDown, in case you didn't see, Raquel challenged them. They were like, you and what army? Then Liv Morgan's back. Um, this was a whole two minutes <laughs> of a match. Um, Rodriguez is in control, goes to that twisting scent on of hers, but basically just interferes, which is fine, apparently. Um, Liv Morgan jumps over the steps to attack. We weren't fine about 10 minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. They could have got damn rules on American them. wrestling sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Morgan gets into it with Baszler. Um, in the midst of all this, Ronda Rousey rolled up Raquel Rodriguez. I thought this was an extremely economical two minutes, but probably shouldn't have been mm. two minutes. I like Raquel and Ronda. That match there on SmackDown, I think, is Ronda's best. You know, Since the, she came back, yeah. Yeah, the title match. Yeah, sorry, yeah, not compared to the old run, but like, it's still weird seeing Ronda Rousey come out and just be this mid and be so little of a concern and not a draw, just a part of the rotating yeah. cast of characters and not a star. That's it's just sad to watch, and Raquel seems to bring something out of her physically, as short as this was. And I do like the tiny element of thought that Liv Morgan, they're not suggesting that Liv Morgan in a fair fight is on Shayna's level, but the little springboard off the steps is a way to get her, because she, before she went off, the whole thing was like, she'll do bloody anything. That was she the whole... She loves it. Raquel's going to throw her really hard at, you know, Liv, and then when they lose, she's going to throw her really hard on the floor. Liv Morgan's gimmick is... Bloody mad me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I like. I'm bloody mad. Zany Liv Morgan. Uh, aye. I'm not. You don't want to come out with you don't want to come out with me on a night out. I'm bloody mental. <laughs> <laughs> Every yeah. single person that's ever said that, not realizing that the group is going, you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't buy a title change. No. Well we talked about this in the office, didn't we, earlier? And it's it's one of those things you, I've just grown to accept and I shouldn't do. So you always point out that it's yeah you can, this can be better. Um, they're not winning the titles on Saturday or Friday, is it? I never know which where the this what, one is. No, this the, is on SmackDown, isn't it? Or is it, it on the paper? Oh, I don't know. It's Friday or Saturday. Um, and then, in my opinion, I reckon Raquel turns on Liv. Hence, why she's losing in two minutes every bloody week because they think you can just lose, lose, lose. And if you're gonna if you've got to turn face or heel. It doesn't matter. It's, it works. It's an old uh, wrestling yeah. promotion tactic. It never really fails. It probably has. I just can't be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Examples of the failure. Uh, two minutes, what I meant to say. Mm. I did like it when she did the move on her arm mm. over the ropes because she's got a long arm. And that's how you're meant to wrestle long people. Mm. <laughs> they look painful. I don't care. Okay, who cares? I uh, loved the video that came next, all about Finn Balor and no, Seth Rollins. You should have... Oh. That's a bad booking alarm, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm incorrect there. Um, yeah, it, it was the history, obviously, that they've sort of casually alluded to 
uh, quite a lot throughout this um, with buckle bombs on, on barricades and what have you. Um, talking about beating Rollins seven years ago. Jesus. Um, that's, that's too much time for this. We've said this for weeks now. That is too much time for this story. Got to revisit it. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. pathetic. It makes no sense. It makes a mockery of history and the continuity and the characters. Ninety. I always go back to my youth. Seven years is the difference between nineteen ninety one and nineteen ninety eight. Somehow, the impossible has happened. Vince McMahon, and remember how impossible this felt. Vince McMahon has, for a time at least left, gone, not in charge. And you know, fundamentally, nothing really has changed. There's been some nice developments. <laughs> I love Kuntha, but you know what I mean? It's like 1991 and 1998. It's, ah, God. Well, the good thing is... H changed everything, though. The good thing is, is uh, in that time, they've never faced each other. So, you know, this is why... Yeah, no. Uh, anyway, yeah, he talks about winning the title. Then well, they're taking, they're taking the piss out of me with this. They can't get cross. Like you're lying. <laughs> you're lying to my face. It's weird, right? Because I think otherwise, this has been quite like if Finn Balor had anything else that he could summon as motivation for his anger. He's got a <laughs> He summons that. Fish <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he could summon the little fish still inside him. Like, he's a cat, so he's eating plenty. But <laughs> the tuna that he has for breakfast. No, like, if he Full could... love fish. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Finn Balor should piss off about something else because he should be over this by now. We're all over it, so he should be too. Like, I've he been... was over it. They've, yeah, he was... <laughs> Demonstrably, I saw him for years be over this. They've yeah, tagged he opened together. WrestleMania with Seth Rollins and The Miz, I think, and seemed pretty happy they about probably it. probably mentioned it in a promo Yeah, in... February or March 2018, when they, they've probably mentioned this. They'll tag together as sarcastic baby faces, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that thing I did that time. Yeah. Let's, let's just go out there and teach those other guys a lesson. Mm. Oh, well, that's so we're definitely fine then. In, yeah, yeah. In five years' time, you're not going <laughs> to use this against me to try and take my toy title. There was a bit of me, though, that watched this and thought, oh my God, is he going to beat him? Because I, I got, it was so well, well produced. So I think other elements of this have been quite effective. Like, the Seth belt means nothing. This program is extremely predictable. And yet, I think in other areas, they've done quite... And Finn Balor probably deserves a bit of credit for this. And the Judgment Day as an act are over enough to mm. make this work. I quite like the feud, other than this element of it. I just think this is really cheap. Like, don't patronise me. Mm. You're fine over this. You pissed off with something new? No. Like, Edge, always, I did like the, Edge yeah. always finds something to growl at. And, like, he's fought Randy Orton 60 times. I, he'd find something brand spanking new to hate Randy Orton for. <laughs> Um, and this brings, well, not brings him out, but is followed by Seth Rollins coming out, getting his, his song. Um, and shouts out NXT champion Carmelo Hayes, who sat in the front row and had his back last week on NXT. NXT preview coming your way later on today as well, of course. Uh, Busy day. Both fighting champions. Uh, he mentioned that uh, Hayes is going to fight bum-ass Corbin and hopes he beats him tomorrow night. Tonight, obviously. Um, turns his attention to Finn Balor. So he came after him again, of course, on NXT. He tried to turn his ribs to dust. Uh, I'm still standing, though. Why don't you try and finish the job right now? But there's no Balor. Uh, he says, look, I know you're the most dangerous you've ever been. You've surrounded yourself with the right people. And Dominic Mysterio. Um, he thought it was your destiny to take back what was taken you from you seven years ago. Uh, I won't be 100% in money in the bank, but that didn't matter because the best version of Finn Balor is not better than the best version of Seth freaking Rollins. Balor tries to jump Rollins with his chair, but uh, everyone in the crowd goes, look out, Seth! Um, and he sees it coming, <laughs> tackles him. But uh, Balor shoves him ring first into the steel steps, and I have immediate flashback to that awesome spot with um, Brock at the Rumble. When they oh, did that. yeah. When uh -huh. they were like, 
he's had like a third of his colon removed. That's going to suck. Um, hoys him into the, uh, yeah, the corner of the announce table, yeah, to, to call back that and hoys him into the steel steps. Tries to hit him with a chair or goes to hit him with a chair, but Carmelo Hayes yanks it away and Rollins sends Balor over the over the barricade and Balor legs it and then find out we find out that later on, NXT champion Carmelo Hayes is going to be making his raw in-ring debut against Finn Balor. There's going to be a pretty awesome spot at Money in the Bank when Seth, with his ribs taped up, is going to face a coup de grace. That's going to be pretty yeah. great. Mm. I don't care about this seven-year gap of no one... Oh. We could just go back to that. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't have these idiots on Twitter, but you can't with me. The seven-year bitch. Yeah, the seven-year <laughs> bitch. Complaining about it. And then some brawls. That's just, it's crap telly for me. I absolutely hated. I want to talk about something I really loved in a second, but I want to get this off my chest first. I absolutely hated the presentation of Kamala Hayes on the show. Hated it. Where's Trick? No Trick. First mistake. Well, Trick. First mistake, <laughs> no Trick. Every uh, other character should be asking, yeah. where's Trick? <laughs> where's Trick? <laughs> Shit, no, I'm, I'm not no, sure. Not, the last like time we did that, somebody joined Chase you, so we don't want to see on yeah. NXT tonight. Uh, where's Trick? Friend of Seth Rollins is just the lamest garbage. Like, it, this didn't do anything from You bring these people up, and I know he's got that belt, but it just did nothing. Like, who is this Carmelo Hayes guy that turned up? He just turned up and wrestled, and I will, like... In WWE... How the casuals meant to know who he is. <laughs> in WWE, anyone can turn up and wrestle because that's their job. He just came and did his job, cool character. Like, I'd rather you do your job if your job was, I don't know, teacher, businesswoman, bar owner. Yes. Like, at least do that on a Tuesday night. The cultist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rubbish. Um, what wasn't rubbish was Seth Rollins' shoes. Did you see his shoes? Yes, you were talking about this to Andy in the office earlier. The front of his shoes were the back of another pair of shoes. You've got to go and see them. Like, the front of his shoes. Like, I thought, when, they, when he came out, and I thought, oh, is he wearing, like, um, Iron Chic tribute boots? Like, they seem to hook upwards. No, it's because they're a back of another pair of shoes. Different coloured shoes. Seth Rollins is the best. <laughs> that was, like, I've double-checked, and, uh, yes, that makes him the best wrestler. <coughs> Do you, it does. I think it might. <laughs> the tracksuit was good as well. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal 
personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, Byron Saxton's interviewing uh, Tommaso Ciampa earlier on in the day, and he says, the reason why I attacked him is because he didn't really ask me how I was for nine months when I was off, off injured. Uh, people, people warned me about the Miz. They were right. This injury was a blessing in disguise. I was alone with my thoughts for all that time, uh, and I learned who my friends were, and I'm not going to play second fiddle to the Miz anymore. I'm going to create my own opportunities. Uh, and then we got the match, except we didn't, because he immediately got jumped by the Miz in the uh, aisleway. Uh, he got slammed into the apron, uh, kicked in the head, suplexed into the barricade. Miz does the old patting yourself on the back. Um, ground mounts him, punches him a bit, hits the school-crushing finale at the ramp, and leaves him twitching on the ground whilst walking off and saying, jump. Right, there's nothing fundamentally wrong in this feud that is that is now a feud when it wasn't up until a week ago. No. Developing new heat, like Miz is really pissed off, and like I, I get it. Different wrestlers, and this might work. Champa comes back last week. Everybody loses their mind. He's got his no one will survive theme. He's basically like they're telling you if you love this guy at his NXT peak, he's here now. Sorry, we dressed him up like the Miz last year. Like, by the way, Champa and Miz's gear was low-key gutted, so, like, him in neon colours was everything, yeah. he, everything he needed. Like NXT, in fact. But uh, that was what they were telling you last week. Like, no pissing around anymore. Champa's back. That's the Champa that Gargano's excited to be returning, all that sort of stuff. That Champa, the guy that was just this killing machine. Remember when he came out to no music and he was double Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That, that, oh, that was pretty yeah. goated, right? Just got bodied by the Miz. <laughs> And I love the Miz. The context is everything here. And he was brutalized by the Miz. <laughs> As well, right? One of their cliches now. I think Edge has brought this into the WWE vernacular, right? When he was talking about uh, one of his boring feuds. <laughs> and he was, you have to narrow that one down. Yeah, no. Um, maybe about Balor. Because they, they really love this phrase. I think it was when he was the disembodied head. <laughs> Edge was a disembodied head. Yeah. And he's like, a WrestleMania, I will get my pound of flesh. And I think they've ripped that off Summick. I don't know, mm. the Witcher or something. I, I don't think they've come up with pound of flesh. Mm. I think Edge has watched one of his Viking programs mm. and decided that it sounds cool. And now it's entered the WWE lexicon. And now you arrive at a point where, in retaliation for losing... The Miz is now brutalizing Tommaso Ciampa, and Corey Graves is saying that's the Miz. He's getting his pound of flesh. It's like, yes, is someone getting the pound of flesh? It's like some kind of horrible warlord in like Game of Thrones, some kind of like horrific warrior slash politician. He got his pound of flesh in the end. Watch the next episode. The Miz getting his pound of flesh. Because the idea is he's just ripping it off the body. I got my pound of trophy. Pound of flesh. And it's the Miz. The Miz. The Miz is a Viking. It's I a great shit. Miz. I was, <laughs> I was thinking about when you said Edge watching his Viking programs. It was like, uh, and we're going out live to uh, Old Man Chopper recovering. I'm just watching my stories. <laughs> watching my stories. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I watched this and I thought, oh, that's not, not a great development for Tommaso Ciampa. And then I, for a split second, I thought, well, maybe what they do is he beat him last week, he jumps him this week, and Ciampa's like, right, I'll have you. Either probably not on the pay per view, obviously, but maybe on a, an, a you know 
future promoted episode of Raw, and he beats him in like a minute, like completely outclasses him. And then I was like, wait a second, Triple H is booking, and he's got three hours to fill. They're going 15 minutes. Yes. So it's just like you can't do this either with The Miz. You know, like, um, like The Miz brutalizing somebody isn't a visual that makes sense unless you can't engage in it. You know, like on those um, videos where somebody on an old SmackDown game would give, like, The Undertaker and Kane M&M's entrance. Yeah. So they would take Kane walking out in the big flapping cocks where the belts would be if it was Johnny Nitro and John Morrison or whatever. And it's just like, The Miz is like that. He's just been inserted into somebody else's angle. And it's just like, yeah, Miz can do a beatdown, can he? No. He's the Miz. He's the Miz. And, like, Triple H has missed him as well. This is the thing. It's like Triple H thinks he's the Miz. Mm. He spent six months being like, well, go out there and beat the Miz. Not this week. Now, now he's the ass kicker. Yeah. <laughs> Miz is like, I can take off my suit and then I'm the ass kicker. That's not even you, Triple H, let alone the Miz. Let alone the Miz. <laughs> uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, always a joy backstage. They approach Imperium and they say, oh, yeah, it's not nice. When people show up and start interrupting you, is it? Uh, shoes on the other foot now, pricks. Uh, tell you one thing, sorry to interrupt. The running gag last week was quite good. Yeah. When oh, yeah, Sami Zayn was like, You've got a temper problem. You've got anger problems, and he's like, he's, there's certain things that like trigger him. He's about to start to like into a, an emotional, angry response, and he just decides to he deludes himself. Oh, I don't have an anger problem. It's just idiots. I just hate idiots. And just <laughs> yeah. In walks Riddle into shot. I hate how they make me pop for Riddle sometimes. Yeah. Were you off for the Owens one about he's not ready for a fight right now? When you had to say, I've got to change this from my shorts into my yeah. shorts. Yeah, I think I saw that. That one and the SmackDown pullback and reveal like of the entire tag division perfectly placed. And Kevin Owens increasingly sick of this fake universe he lives in. I just also love, yeah, it's not nice when people interrupt you. And we've actually got a reason to be here. So <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I can't remember what it is. We're angry about something. What are we angry about, Sammy? Them attacking Riddle. Are we that angry about that? <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, I'm not happy about what you did to Matt Riddle. Uh, and uh, so Sami Zayn challenges Gunther to a singles match. Uh, I love Gunther being sort of amused by them, but also amused at killing them as well yeah. at the same time. Uh, Gunther says, be my guest. Kevin goes, you've got a guest. Brilliant. <laughs> I love them. Yeah, um, absolutely magic. It's We're veering back into, unfortunately, when is this going to happen? We're kind of getting back to Sammy and Kevin game in the system mm. rather than Sammy and Kevin being over for being Sammy and Kevin. Yeah. And that was inevitable. Like, they were tag team champions. The system's the system as well. Yeah. Mm. There'll always be a system that one must game. Yeah. Yeah, they're just playing the role that the Street Profits used to play a few years back, aren't they? When they were just like, you're just wacky knocking about backstage and pointing out all the stuff that's actually wrong with this show, but you're funny. So it's fine. Did they used to put it over? I don't know. They were just, they were just, those, those was correspondence. Like, you know, they, these two can wrestle, don't you? <laughs> you don't have to just have them talk and hype up six matches on the show. Do you think if and when the Street Profits like turn heel, they'll do a video package from seven years ago? It's like, remember <laughs> when we used to mock the show and we were having a good time? That was seven years ago. We're going to make the cups rain down, but this time the cups have got busy in them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dominic Mysterio, Akira Tazar. Profits are piss. <laughs> Uh, Akira Tozawa versus Dominic Mysterio was next. Uh, like I said, I had suspicions that it was going to be someone akin to Akira Tozawa. We had a discussion at the start of a bit of Inside Baseball. What should we skip today? Why don't we skip this? Yeah. <laughs> kind of forgot this. Yeah. Uh, Says all. Uh. Uh, we don't skip it because of Tozawa's Darby Allen-esque tope to Dominic Mysterio during this match. Still you, that boy. He almost broke his neck. <laughs> um, uh, We're not talking about that one, are we, today? What? Not 
talk about that in the end next up because it doesn't fit narratives. Mm. What's which is narrative? Talk about fucking Tiger Driver. Oh God, course. right, yeah, yeah. We'll Good get hell. into that on the. We will get into that. Hey, yeah. pass it on. These those two work pretty well together. Yeah. Might tweet that. Later. I've got <laughs> and it, whatever Wilbur, whatever time allocation you had planned for the forbidden, for the Forbidden Door review, and any an extra five minutes on the Tiger Driver. Yeah, just on that. Just on Brilliant. that. Well, so we're doing a fifteen-minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Tozawa was generally in control, of course, because Dominic Shiro thought, I can beat the crap out of this loser. And then Tozawa was beating him up. Rhea Ripley had to distract him. Drom, Dom drops him off the top. Drom. <laughs> hits him with... <laughs> <laughs> hits him with the frog splatter on the one, two, three. Uh, <coughs> skip. Yeah, no, no, do I. Uh, Valhalla and the Viking ready to talk some bollocks about the Alpha Academy. Um, and then we got the Women's Money in the Bank Summit. Skip. And I know normally skip means skip, but you want to say something quickly about this. Tristratus said some stuff, <laughs> and Becky Lynch walked up, to, uh, walked up to her and slapped her in the face, and I thought it was really well-timed, and I laughed. They all said they were going to win money in the bank. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be as good. Enough of all that, it's now time for this. It's short, it's crap, it's wrestling-related. The five-star review review. Nailed it! <laughs> and this week's five-star review review is brought to you by Mark Lee Willis. Hey! Regular contributor and belated birthday boy as well. A <laughs> boy! <laughs> Sorry about that, Mark. I meant to mention Sorry, it. Sorry, Mark. I meant to mention nice it like lad. four podcasts last week and I yeah. forgot every single time. Happy birthday. Belated. Belated. Yes, it was the 21st of June. Sorry we missed it. Um, <laughs> nice lad, isn't he? Yeah. He's great, Mark. There's some great stuff for us. Make some amazing stuff for us as well. If you want your name associated uh, with the five-star review review, if you want to suggest something short, crap, and wrestling rated, or you want us to completely miss your birthday, uh, you can still <laughs> leave us a five-star rating on uh, Apple Podcasts, or you can leave it on Spotify, screenshot it. We need the proof. And email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com, which is exactly what Mark Lee Willis has done here. He writes, hi, Adam. My birthday is on the 21st of June. My birthday was on the 21st of June. <laughs> Uh, and although it doesn't fall on a Tuesday and therefore a raw review, I still think it would be best to give you another five-star review. Now, I didn't know if I, if when I give a review on Spotify, whether another one's added or you can only vote once because he's already done that last year. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you can only edit the rating. So just in case, I, re- I, re- another account. <laughs> I reviewed you on podchaser.com. He even sent us a screenshot of that. I've never heard of that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Mark. thank you. Appreciate the Mark Lee. Mark Lee Willis. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I, know, I know what his name is, dickhead. <laughs> I just want to know what he actually g- goes by. Is it like a double barreler? Yeah. It's Hyphenated. There's no hyphen in the name from what I've seen him on Twitter, but then some people just do like the middle name included, don't they? Yeah. I like Michael Peter. Yeah. Oh, didn't know that <laughs> one, did you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says, unfor- Michael Peter face. Cedric on Facebook for ages. Like, you tit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still am, actually. You got a middle name? Robert. Yeah. Robert! Robert. I did not know that about yeah. you. <laughs> I think differently about you now. <laughs> that was my thing at school. You must have this age, same age. Like, you realise, ah, oh, Michael's a good name. Really happy with Michael as a name. And then you go to school and all your friends have got as a middle name, meaning no parents really want to commit to it. <laughs> yes. too, too boring. I've got six mates with Michael as a middle name. Thanks, other people's parents. Yes. Am What's I? yours? Can I guess? Yeah. Have you got one? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Wacky for some reason. <laughs> Wacky's my middle name. <laughs> To be fair, it is his middle name. I still, I still remember finding out one of my best mates' middle names. He has two, fancy. Uh, and one of them was Ronald. And I was like, oh, Ronald! And he was like, that's my late grandfather's name. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Sorry. 
I like you went straight for generic funny voice. Yeah. There was no like Ronald. Ronald, Ronald I do <laughs> declare. Uh, anyway, Mark Lee Willis continues. Unfortunately, I'm doing the Surrender Cobra. I haven't got a song for you to perform this year. Of course, he's maybe due to songs last year. Uh, but I was hoping you could ask your colleague Stax if he can wish me a happy birthday instead. I don't think he will be at, be at all in for some reason. Probably something to do with working for the competition or whatever, I suppose. <laughs> so best wishes from him and possibly a few jokes slash questions slash jokes uh, about the topic of birthdays, perhaps, would be muchly appreciated. Uh, lastly, I genuinely want to say massive thanks to all of you uh, at What Culture Wrestling for allowing me to be part of your world on occasions. You've sparked my creativity into action. So much so, many of you are aware that I'm in the process of creating a music album for you. Most of the vocals are made up of sound bites from yourselves. I'm hopeful it'll be done sooner rather than later. It's taken bloody ages so far. Take As your always, time. Yeah. take it steady, Mark Lee Willis. That's amazing. That's isn't amazing. It? Take your time with it. We are delighted that you're doing it, but you know, take your bloody time okay. with it. Um, and I, I have to say, I've, I've reached out to uh, to Stacks, but I got I got no response. So unfortunately, I suppose we'll just have to move on, head back to to Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Stacks. <laughs> Happy goddamn birthday, Mark Lee Willis. He's not here to say thank you, but Happy birthday. <laughs> ah, he's just doing a bit. He's just yeah, doing a bit. Stacks. Yes, Siggy. You're. Flight has arrived early. Well, <laughs> short stopover, then back to America, then back uh, later on for the. NXT. I was going to ask, can we not hang around with you at lunch? Gotta, gotta get back to uh, the states to deal with. That will take hours. That will take hours. Well, we going for lunch. What's good to What's good to eat around here? Well, not our favorite place said, if I'm being honest, and yeah. I was born in Gateshead, so I'm allowed to say there's a Sambucas. We just lost the Couplins. We just Royal lost the coupon. All right, Pete. Yeah. There's a Sambucas, there's a Burger King, there's a Nando's. There's probably some f- pub food somewhere. Stocked, but not stocked. Have a little walk across the high-level bridge in the Newcastle. Lots of culinary delights there. I ain't never had a sausage roll. How do, you, how do you make a sausage roll? I'm pushing down the goddamn hill. <laughs> That's how you do it. Uh, maybe get a, a good old fancy little Greg's for lunch, huh? Get yourself a Greg's. There's one on the interchange. There's <laughs> one everywhere. <laughs> it's literally two <laughs> in walking distance, and that's just yeah. the, it's just that central area of Gateshead. Fancy, Sitch, What's the deal with birthdays? Um, well, you're born, and um, if you, f- you celebrate your birth, because it's your day, it's several other people's day, but you know, it's just a nice tradition. What I like about I'm a bit of a misanthrope, um, stacks. But what I like about humanity to a degree is that we just give really, like, nothing pretext to have fun. And it's Christmas, really. It's Think of the time of year it is. People just got depressed and made Christmas up. <laughs> Birthdays are a similar thing. Oh, we'll do an anniversary because it was a year ago that we did this. We just like to give ourselves excuses to be happy and... In a genuine, earnest sense, I think that's a nice bit about the human experience. Which otherwise, it's just this chaotic, neutral evil. You know, my... Uh, Happy birthday, Mark. <laughs> my uh, ex-wife blamed me for uh, ruining her birthday once. It's ridiculous. I didn't even know it was a goddamn birthday. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Especially for Mark Lee Willis' big day. I got three questions, three jokes, three questions, three jokes for you. Don't extend that bit. <laughs> it's long enough. Sage. What did the cake 
Say to the birthday boy. Um, has it got some kind of a candle pun in here? Uh, I think this might be a sexual reference. Ah, like don't blow it. It's your big day. Don't blow it. Brilliant. Yeah, it's good. It's not right. I I like this one. What did the king say to the birthday boy? You want a piece of me? Ah, that's, a piece that's of me. good. Uh, yeah. Agro cake. <laughs> I go have one. Yeah. Second question. Second joke. Why couldn't the teddy bear? Finish his birthday cake, huh? Look at that. Why can the teddy bear finish his birthday cake? He's already had his picnic. I was just thinking picnic, yeah. he's Because he was full up from his picnic. Well, it's good, but it's not right. You're close as well. Why can the teddy bear finish his birthday cake? He's goddamn stuffed. Ah, huh? uh, yeah. Keep yeah, yeah. it clean, huh? A nice little birthday one for the kids. That tells me the next yeah, one is going to be dead. Michael Hamlet. It's really vulgar. <laughs> it's, it's, it's joke anyway. number three. Question or joke number three. How is a birthday card like a masturbating knight? As a knight of the realm. Indeed. King Arthur style. <laughs> so do the, there's a lot to this one. Do the setup again, mate. How is a birthday card like a knight that's jacking it? Um, uh, so it's like shining armor. Things associated with knights. Can you do like... Um, Armor, round tables, feasts. But then we've got to associate it with wanking and birthday cards. And birthday cards. Paper cuts. Yeah. What? I don't know. Um, so, uh, so ah, because like, a birthday card's not as good as a present. It's a thing you have to get over. I've got no idea. Something about coming in envelopes. Cards do, but masturbating nights don't. Use the cum as the thing that you stick it together <laughs> in the paper bit. I don't know how it's got this to do with nights. <laughs> what is it, Stax? You were, so, you were dancing around the correct answer, you know, boys. How is a birthday card like a masturbating night? Both of them came in the f***ing mail. <laughs> God damn, tell him. Happy birthday, Miley Willis. See you later, yay. Bye, Bye Oh, I forgot to ask him what uh, what he wanted us to, to review quickly. Oh, he's he's written it down here. The WWE app exclusive Natalia's birthday. Oh, thanks for that, Stax. Um, was it Stax's choice? Yeah, Stax just asked, I said to him if you can... Pick something for us to review as well, because Mark's kind of left it up to you. That's funny, because this gives you a backdrop to do Natalia as boring material, mm. and Stax doesn't really like you. No. So why is he he's not going to like this? I think maybe he's read the comment section and worked backwards. You do that. I know, it's, it's you know, opposites attract and all that. Anyway. <laughs> it's time to play the game! Time to play the game! game. Not punching down. Now, you two, normally you've seen this, but I thought... Seen what? The uh, clip. Yeah. But, um, we kind of stopped doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it's a backstage segment celebrating Natalia's birthday. Do you want three guesses each as to who's there celebrating it? <gasps> yeah. Yeah. You go first. It was... Do you want, do you want the date? Yeah, I got them. I think it was 2013, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. I thought I'd written it down, but clearly not. It was Natalia's birthday. Uh... The Colognes. 
Okay, that's that, what that's one guess? Yeah. Okay, the clones. Um Tyson Kidd. That's a good guess. Logic and they'd have nothing for him otherwise. Yeah. Uh who was was that around the time of like one of the NXT seasons? It wasn't it thirteen was past it, wasn't it? They'd moved to Oh full sale. Full sale by then, yeah. Full bloom. If anything. If anything. Uh Jinder Mahal. Okay. Um Daniel Bryan. Good oh, guess. There's nobbing birds around this time, and there'd be birds at the birthday party. Hey, Pete, wait a You're a vegan, and people want to shag you. Actually, no, I, mean, yeah, I think he's finished his conquests. It's hell no. Yeah. Running into the WWE title by 13, wasn't yeah. it? He's setting up the bingo soundboard. So. The prime time players. Okay. Who for the prize of one, is it? He's had five shot. guesses effectively there. So I'll kick your ass in the draft. I think. No, I won the draft at the end. <laughs> yeah, well, do we ever decide who won the draft? YouTube comments did, and I won. <laughs> um, you know they're always right. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Tamina. Okay. Uh, speaking of uh, YouTube videos, there's a great video that's just gone up on our YouTube channel all about uh, things you experience when you go and see AW Live with you two in it. Go and check that out. It's really good stuff. Thank um, you. Yeah, cheers. Well, I think I've he's watched it, but it was nice of you to say. I've, I've uh, ripped the audio for a... For a <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the intro and the outro. Um, I can tell you one of your guesses is... Bingo! Because Natalia is celebrating her birthday surrounded by her best friends. I'm talking, of course, of Caitlin, the great Carly, and Hornswoggle. But... They are joined by 3MB, which featured Drew Hall, Drew McIntyre, and Heath Slater. It's quite funny. So I watched this back, and there was glimpses of Banter Drew when he just sort of didn't give a toss. Yeah. Remember that was, that, that was just pre-Royal Rumble, wasn't it? It was like December time. We were like, Drew McIntyre got a bit of patter about him, like yeah. leaning on the apron. This was... It's kind of for different reasons. He was kind of knew he was pissing off, basically. He's spoken about how he was just, like, chronically depressed. Yes, time. Like. And look at here, because he says, Whoa, now I can finally get started. <laughs> Great Carly, he's holding a big pink cake. She, uh, and uh, <laughs> Heath Slater. I love Heath Slater. But he did say here, Have it now. Everybody knows there ain't no party like without a 3OB party. You've got your name, your own stable, right? <laughs> Uh, and Drew goes, ladies, your gift has arrived. And Slater goes, here now. My deck. <laughs> <laughs> That's the implication, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. He says, uh, Slater goes, hey, he's just joking now. And Drew goes, no, I'm not. <laughs> and he goes, yes, you are, Drew. One thing we was wanting. I have arrived to provide full sex. <laughs> One thing we was wanting. I'm immune to jokes. Is... Can we get a piece of cake? I mean, there's a lot here. Caitlin says. <laughs> Caitlin's got some cake. I bet you that's one of the YouTube comments. It was. I didn't include it, but it was. It was it. Caitlin says, hey, guys. Hey, hey, hey. This is a private party. This is Natty's party. And Slater's like, oh. I have it on telly then. <laughs> Why film it? Hey, hey, hey. Private party. Keep it. Yeah. It's just for the WWE app. <laughs> So it's private. Nobody's watching that. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well put it on fucking towel. <laughs> uh, Slate is like, oh, it's a private party, is it now? 
And he slams the cake, and of course, it goes all over bloody Hornswoggle. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny because he's got the cake on his face. Uh, he's a little person. But Drew. That was the ch- gag. Yeah. yeah. Drew. God, I love the recognised leader in sports entertainment. I absolutely <laughs> bloody love it. Drew actually was quite good here because he just. <laughs> <laughs> he got, they slam the cake into, the, into Hornswoggle's face, and he goes. Oh, losers! Like and then he, he's like, yeah, losers! And that's the end of it. That's the end of the In entire this, thing. This whole bit, did Jinder do anything? Uh, <laughs> has Jinder ever done anything? Well, no. Stick around for the comment section because uh, I saw something. I just, in a words of Michael Sidgwick, think of the ground that covers. So we go to the... Actually, no, before we go to the comment section... Oh, God, I, I forgot about this. It's a double whammy, this for you. It's time to play the game! Time to play the game! game. (laughs) She wasn't invited then. (laughs) (laughs) So, whilst looking for comments about this online, I discovered this is available on like a GIF website. You know, like, oh, it's just a looping GIF of, oh, someone getting interviews with a cake. Do you want to take a guess at the other GIF if you clicked left? So if you click right, it was, the baby's riding a Roomba. What's going on? Do you want to take a wild guess? You're not going to get this, by the way, as to the other GIF of like, no. hey, what do you think this could be? That's, that's that, you know, baby riding a Roomba, person getting hit in the face with a cake, and um, it just really tickled me for some reason, this. Well, that's that- a clue. That one where the, um, is it a polar bear pushes another polar bear down that? <laughs> like, bang, it just disappears from view. It's good, it's not right. Is it, um, if it cracked you up, is it, um... Reflection on me, this isn't it, it's coming. Is it like an old person falling <laughs> off there? <laughs> Again, very good. It, it cracked me up for a different reason. Baby riding a Roomba, wrestler throws cake at Hornswoggle, Zinedine Zidane headbutts Marco Marazzi. <laughs> don't know why that was there. So we go to the comment section. Once again, these are not of use myself, the Daddy Boys, Mark Lee Willis, or anyone at What Culture Wrestling. Uh, Harsh writes, God, Carly's reaction was just so real. Look at his face when they smash him, smash the cake. It's Carly's face. It's just <laughs> his face. It's the same face he's pulled for 10 years. Right, here we go. Sonia writes, John is on your spot agenda. He's over uh, Carly's shoulder here, and he's trying to yuck it up, but he's got no power, uh, so he just doesn't say anything. Instead, he just, like, takes a finger of cake. and Ooh, ooh nice bit of ice in there. <laughs> Sonia writes, Jinder Mahal in the corner, quietly taking the icing off of Hornswoggle's cake is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> ever. I've, uh, I've watched this clip 16 times to be able to really spot the subtleties in it. And Christ, and I how thought do these to myself, people live? Belt that man. How do these people live? James gets all a bit serious, right? Just writes, love and food, and then for sharing, not wasting. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you'll never guess what happens in the comments. Someone gets horny, someone yeah. gets an erection. Because I'm not sure if I've mo- uh, mentioned, but Caitlin's in this. Right. Uh, Jim, uh, no, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not. Portly Johnson writes... <laughs> <laughs> He's got a fat cock. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, I, might, I probably should have said 
college. I probably should have saved this for the end. He writes. Sorry, I've just realised I've jumped the gun here. We're not getting horny just yet. We're getting story time. Time for story time with Podley Johnson, baby. <laughs> just give I'm signing up for YouTube. Fat cock Jim. Oh, God, it's taken. Right, Portly Johnson. Bingo. <laughs> Portly Johnson writes, Hey, Caitlin, you ate at my restaurant one time and used the bathroom and you clogged the toilet. I had to call Roto-Ruhr in the Guinness Book of Records because of the Pringles can you left. <laughs> <laughs> That's defamatory libel. That's not, oh. it's not true. Again, these do not reflect the views of myself, Danny Boys, anyone at World Culture Wrestling. Uh, King, <laughs> King Gem, King Gem, though, to bring it back to what we used to in the comments section. It's worrying that you thought that. Uh, carry on. Carry on. King Gem really likes Caitlin <laughs> and explicitly says, I want to have two babies with this woman. <laughs> oh, that's, Why a precise That's man? a weird way of putting it, man. That is yeah. a weird way of putting it. Sid, I need your help with this next one. Yeah, okay. Um, kind of like all the comments are being incredibly inappropriate when it comes to to Caitlin, uh, and then sexy vids forever <laughs> writes, "I will never run out." <laughs> writes <laughs> ever <laughs> started as a Google search. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sexy vids forever. <laughs> never run out. So. <laughs> <laughs> what, what line of business are you in? I do sexy vids. All right. Forever. <laughs> sexy vids forever. So everyone's being inappropriate and disgusting and lewd. Just writes, oh, I needed tissue. What, hay fever or something? No, no, he's coming. Oh, of course. He wants to come over a WWE backstage segment <laughs> featuring the invisible camera. And uh, it's just one... It's a... It needs, it needs cleaning up. <laughs> it needs cleaning up, and tissue is one way of doing it. It's a WWE FAP exclusive. Final comment comes from Steve B, uh, who just writes, once again, do not reflect the use myself, Dadly Boys, anyone at What Culture Wrestling, or Mark Lee Willis. Thank you again, Mark Lee, and, uh, and belated happy birthday. Stevie B uh, says, Caitlin... Caitlin, I'd use your knickers like a Vix inhaler. (laughs) (laughs) What's the next on Raw? (laughs) (laughs) Try so much. (laughs) Okay, carry on, man. Getting hungry. <laughs> Captain Kelly. Chats NXT champion Carmelo Hayes. That's Rollins. Invited to Raw. It's an honour to be there. Uh, he admired him. He wants to be a champion like him. He's going to take care of the Finn Balor problem tonight. <laughs> Maybe he's with a snake doing it one night before he defends the title against Baron Corbin. But you have to take shots to make shots, and tonight you won't miss. I love Vicks. I love Vicks, I do. This is rubbish. Dreadful presentation of Carmelo Hayes. He's not him. He's a loser. He's barely him on NXT right now, but he's definitely not him the on The character's Raw. a complete loser. Uh, Rhea Ripley approaches uh, Becky Lynch in the back, says, don't cash on me. It'll be the last thing you ever do. Becky Lynch says, when I was the champion, I defended in every town in the main event. Whilst you're just a main event side piece. I don't need the title. The title needs me. I'm going to win money in the bank just to see you squirm. 
I don't love this type of WWE dialogue. Truthfully, what, was that? what, what do you say? <laughs> Becky and Rhea. It's that like, oh, yeah, yeah. well, like they were doing the, you know, like say for when it was John Cena and Roman Reigns, twenty twenty one, where Cena's still doing the "I'm a big star and still a bigger star than you," but really he's not, and Roman surpassed him. I think that's what they were going for here with Becky and Rhea. Oh, the burial that no longer feels like a burial because Rhea's a legit big deal, and they're showing you. What's probably going to be a SummerSlam match? Yeah. So I like I don't hate some of this, but it's still very WWE to be like, you know, I'm going to beat you because you're terrible. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's one ear at the other. Why, for me. <laughs> why aren't you working? I used to work all the time because she's injured. That's why she keeps doing really short matches against Natalia. But thankfully, that's all over with. A few hours later on the Raw. Uh, anyway, then we got Sami Zayn versus Gunther with Kevin Owens on commentary. Uh, with uh, Imperium, actually one half of Imperium, not one third of Imperium there at ringside in Ludwig Kaiser. Uh, but Giovanni Vinci uh, walked out on crutches, um, and uh, Gunther gives Zayn a German suplex to take us to a break. When we come back, Zayn's trying for an exploder. Gunther blocks it, keeps chopping the crap out of his chest. Um, Zayn blocks one, though, goes up top, but Gunther just chops him again. Zayn fights back, and it's a great sunset flip powerbomb for a toucan. He hits some clotheslines, Finally drops Gunther, goes to the Blue Thunder Bomb, but uh, Gunther counters that into a sleeper. Zayn fights back up to his feet and manages to hit Gunther with the Blue Thunder Bomb for a great near fall. Comes off the top, but Gunther just chops him out of midair. Uh, he hits a splash, does Gunther, for a two count. Ludwig Kaiser jumps up on the apron, so Owens goes after him. Gunther boots Owens. Zayn wipes out Gunther with a flip dive. Um, Sammy hits an exploder in the corner, sets up for the Haluva kick, but Ludwig Kaiser distracts the referee. Vinci hits Zayn with a crutch. Stumbles into uh, a Gunther powerbomb for the one, two, three. Fun, but not on par with the Kevin Owens one or the tag from recent Gunther Raw matches. I think what I realised in this one, and it's not a strike against Sami Zayn at all. He's at the point in his career where he's got to work smarter rather than harder. His babyface act now is working up to the sort of three big moves he's got. Whereas in the Owens match, for example, Owens is still full of all these impact moves and Gunther either just powers through them or no-sells them or fights back, despite the fact that Owens is using this and then this and then this. And that was kind of what made like mm-hmm. those as exciting as they were. Sammy didn't really have anything until he had it all. And that's one thing when you're fighting a traditional heel and it's like, Sammy's got fighting spirit and he's just really like, he's well, he'll get him and that's enough. Against Gunther, you kind of need like six different mm. A games and there wasn't really that sense of, like Gunther was never really in trouble. And I think the fun bit about these Gunther Raw matches has been like, has he got him in trouble here? No, Gunther just killed you again. And Zayn didn't, like, so I really enjoyed this, but not at the, to the same level. I just, I love, I love watching Gunther wrestle. Mm. Like, they're so fortunate and, like, blessed to have him in the form he's in as well. This is good. I like watching Gunther wrestle, but I thought this was kind of flawed. And the words of former Raw theme song, Songsmith's Nickelback, I'm waiting on a different story <laughs> because it's the same <laughs> <laughs> Every week you have a match that is Stop that is well worked. <laughs> that is well worked, and then the fans only care when the moves happen. And by the time the moves start really happening, there's a disqualification. Every, what, that's what, a, what the bloody, you made me laugh. That's really you're funny. Like you're it. really funny. <laughs> I like working with you. <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the chances! I'll tell you what. Those two bits, right? <laughs> Really annoyed us a little bit. Like they were kind of really annoying me a little bit. <sighs> so I have to point out accurately that Sami Zayn is not the same worker that he used to be. And Jesus Christ, 
Yeah. He's seen some of the stuff he used to do. That famous like four way match that like put him and others on the map. Um like the st- lunatic ladder wars in ROH. Like some of the PWG stuff, like of course he's broken mm. down a bit. There were two bits here where he does a move. Well, he doesn't do anything really, but he he's running the ropes. He's rebounds feet first off the middle rope and just into like a sleeper slash German. What was he gonna do? Mm. Where what was the intent there? And he also does a flying nothing minutes later. What were you actually gonna do there? It must be the easiest thing in the world to just hoy them up in the old double axe handle. Mm. Mm. Why can't someone like a genius like Sami Zayn do that? <laughs> just annoyed us, those two moments. I expect more mm. from my three and a half star <laughs> heatless raw matches, you know. So Owens goes after Gunter and Kaiser after the match, but numbers game, obviously, three on two. Here comes Riddle, limping out, hits uh, Vinci with a knee strike, goes after everyone in Imperium with a crutch, and Owens hits Kaiser with a stunner. Just a bit of business there. Gunther having, like, four, business. Four, Gunther having like four ways to kill a guy, and then like Matt Riddle having a bandaged ankle, just adding another one. Yeah. It's great. Like, Gunther, oh, the, the lariat didn't work, or the power mom didn't, and then he just cruelly like, stomps on his ankle, chops it. Chops his ankle and oh, goes, chop it. goes down screaming because he's just chopped his ankle. I didn't think I'd be pressing this button, but chop it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Theoretical button. Mm-hmm. Chad Gay was in the back with uh, Otis and Maxine Dupree. Uh, Otis is on an exercise bike, and uh, they said, we're going to kick your ass, basically. Pure carnage. It's crap. All this is crap. Um, Kathy Kelly's there with Natalia. Uh, she said she signed up for this for life. The biggest battle wasn't in the ring. It was in her head. She's been broken. She's been down. She's still there. And she challenged Rhea Ripley to face her next week. No! Oh. <laughs> no, no, no! Sorry, I thought that was a cat sound effect. <laughs> Finn Balor versus NXT champion on his debut, Carmelo Hayes. Uh, I was felt certain there was going to be a DQ in here uh, with a Baron Corbin interference. But no, Carmelo Hayes just lost to the NXT champion. Surreal, this. Just as good, in a way. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, oh. Uh, Because, obviously, you were like, well, Balor's not losing because he's about to fight for the title. Why book the match? Yes. This was an ultimate example of why book the match. The result was stupid. The presentation of Carmelo Hayes as fan slash admirer slash just general (laughs) well-wisher of his, like, big brother type Seth Rollins was stupid. This company is stupid. This presentation of the character was stupid. Tell you what, some of his moves here, oh. like they don't always feel spectacular. And I don't know if he was just up for it himself, Carmelo, or if Balor's timing is just still so unreal. But my God, this looked pretty futuristic. Fade away leg drop and the springboard DDT. With all yeah, they look, this looked kind of futuristic at points. He's ready as a wrestler. Like, the character was kind of decimated on this role. The character of Carmelo Hayes is what we've had of him being him. But it's the point about what Punk's made, isn't it, about the collision guys? Like, probably call Carmelo Hayes up and can he sink or swim yeah. on, the, on the basis of this work. He is, though, like, they will sink him. Yeah. There's very few opportunities to swim on this program. You, you know, like, lately the narrative has been, oh, Vincent Mann is coming in and, like, Triple H must be fuming with, like, what he's ruining in these shows. No, Nick Khan must be fuming because the graft he's put in to get an NXT, this new deal, and then the call champion up and just beat him yeah. straight away. Yeah. Like, Yeah, in the end, Balor blocks a kick, hit a gut buster, gut buster shotgun drop in the coup de grace and got the one, two, three. I'm enjoying Balor lately. This is what I mean. Physically, yeah. I, like, I think he's... And fair enough, too. Like, he's got to be, like selectively motivated Finn Balor because the 
clock is ticking on his career, and like this is a cool act he's in, but the title matches are never really, you know, in the belt. We're going to have a run with you. That's never really his lot, mm. is it? So like I've quite enjoyed him lately in his matches. Um, that'll pass soon. He'll put Damien Priest over, and then that'll be him taking another year off and we'll just not noticing because he wrestles yes. every week. Kath Kelly interviewed uh, Cody Rhodes backstage with Pharaoh. Nice to see. Um, Good dog. And uh, Cody Rhodes says he enjoyed his chats with Kathy <laughs> Kelly, but he looked forward to the day when they weren't talking about the flipping judgment day. I love seeing Pharaoh, by the way. I'm unapologetic. It's nice that Pharaoh's back in a safe space. <laughs> you just like Pharaoh? Hmm? Thoughts on Pharaoh? I have none. <laughs> I, I want, seeing Pharaoh on Raw, I want to be foreshadowing Brandy Rhodes. Because if he's bringing in pit members of the Nightmare family, like... <clears throat> Not to get too analy analytical about a dog. <laughs> but when Pharaoh was, like, introduced in, like, Cor uh, Corey, he looks like he could be a Corey. Cody had, like, his entourage and his, like... He just saw his life a bit. And yeah. It's like, he felt like a lived-in guy with, like, you know, who, who doesn't like a dog? How could he not be a baby face? He's got a dog. Mm. Uh, he said he would... He Fear of dogs affects over 10% of Americans, Jim. <laughs> He's scared of them. Yeah, I hate them, man. Awful. Ah, that's, that's changed things. He's <laughs> like a monster. <laughs> He's like, he cannot hate dogs. They stink man. as well. Like even even non-smelly dogs stink. Their breath stinks. Yeah. Yeah. But every time you see a dog, he's going to go... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Rhodes. That good boy, apart for being a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rhodes wants, no, hasn't laid a finger on Dom yet. Yeah, get the jowls going, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on a flag. Hey, <laughs> 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 crying. Some uh, Oscar bait on Raw. Oh, no, sorry, it was a Bloodline video package. Then uh, running down the Money in the Bank card. Made it, made just buried it, you idiot. Cody Rhodes versus uh, Damien Priest. Did you realise what he's done? What? Well, if it's Oscar bait, then it's bad, pretentiously so. But you like the Bloodline. <laughs> Cody Rhodes versus Damien Priest. <laughs> it was all right. Uh, Dom and Rhea come down a few minutes in. Uh, he didn't let that distract him until he did. Uh, and that led Priest to take over uh, after hitting a flatliner. Come back, Priest hits a falcon arrow, uh, nails Rhodes with a big clothesline for a two count, uh, goes up top, but Rhodes, uh, Rhodes catches him up there, brings him down, uh, hits a disaster kick, hits a bionic elbow. Priest blocks the figure four, hits a headlock driver, goes for a cross, oh no, sorry, Priest blocks a crossroads, so Cody he just hits him with a pedigree instead, uh, but Priest rolls out the ring to avoid a uh, cover and hit a, leap, a leaping super kick for two. Rhodes came back with a super kick, Ripley distracted the ref, Rom. Dom tripped. <laughs> Come down, Rom, Drom. Rom Mysterio. <laughs> Computer. Bruce did a joke club for a near fall. Dom tried distracting the ref, but Rhodes managed to slip out of a razor's edge, uh, pushed Damien Priest into Dom, knocked him off the apron. Cody cut across Rhodes, one, two, three. Post-match, Dominic Mysterio still managed to get a cheap shot in on Cody Rhodes. Uh, who stared the uh, three quarters of Judgment Day down as the show went off the air. I like that as a, as a bit after the match. That was cute. The Damien Priest babyface turn is coming. I don't know how well it's going to go, but I absolutely think it's worth a try. He has his moments, but he's kind of had his moments in NXT too. I remember saying exactly that about him then. 
but they're going to give it a proper try, I think. Yeah. Like, these matches are being agented with a view of showing you what Damian Priest can be. He's fallen out with every member, kind of individually, bar Rhea Ripley, and even that was kind of teased here. Mm-hmm. It's the backlash reward. Like, he did deliver in a big spot, so give it a go. He's uh, no spring chicken, so you've kind of got to crack on with it. Yeah, uh, this is fine. It wasn't great. Good setup for, for Money in the Bank. Like it's I a, said, it's a setup for Money in the Bank. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts uh, on Monday Night Raw on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, me and the Dadly Boys will be back later on, not only previewing NXT, uh, but also reviewing AEW and New Japan's Forbidden Door pay-per-view from this weekend. But for now, it's been the Raw Review. Uh, My thanks to the Dadly Boys. A belated happy birthday once again to Mark Lee Willis. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.